Welcome back to your source for fantasy hockey news, everybody. Happy Friday. We're going to get you locked, loaded, and ready for the weekend with a little fantasy breakdown, finishing our rewind of the 2022 six-round draft to make sure you're ready to dominate next seasons. Let's get right to it. Thank you for joining us. You're locked on fantasy hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Friday edition of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to continue our countdown of the 2022 Fantasy Hockey Draft in the sixth round. Things are starting to get real interesting here, Steele, because as much as we're going to go player by player, breaking down where they were drafted, how the season went, and where you need to be targeting them next season, there's also still some news trickling out of the NHL world that Steele and I will have covered. So Monday's episode, make sure you're tuning in for the weekend roundup of all the fantasy news that you need. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for twenty bucks off your first purchase. Steele, there were some interesting names at the start of the sixth round. We talked about Rasmus Dahlin. We talked about a lot of different players that went appropriately and not so. Colton Pareko and others, which was a really weird one. Today, <laughs> we see the names up on the board: Nylander, Hellebuck, Kreider, and others. I'm really excited to continue our countdown over the next week or so. Yeah. But let me throw it right over to you, to a player that's obviously been on our radar quite a bit for a number of reasons. And I'm very intrigued to hear what you have to say about Mr. William Nylander. Yeah, I'm very intrigued as well. And I have very fluctuating emotions when I watch William Nylander play. Sometimes he just frustrates the hell out of me. Mm -hmm. You know, like very soft in the corners, not a physical guy. We all know that's not a part of his game, but there's times where it's like, Man, just take the extra couple of strides, get the puck. Mm. But that's just me, and that's no, the way base. This ain't fantasy based right now. Fantasy wise, he's an absolute uh, machine out there. First time forty goal scorer this past season, eighty seven points in the full eighty two game season. He comes in through the clutch many, many times in overtime and late in the yep. games. He scores many game winning goals. If you look out throughout uh, throughout his career, thirty two game winning goals. He had five last year, seven prior to that and another seven prior to that. So he scores a lot of game-winning goals. He's very clutch. His he ADP, his average draft position, is actually at 64. So mm. it seems pretty accurate to where he was taken in our fantasy draft. But heading into next year, I would feel very comfortable drafting him with the 45th or 46th overall pick, somewhere in that fourth round. Um, like yeah. you said, so far, so far uh, – there's only been one outlier in this sixth round of ours, and that was Colton Pareko. So far, uh, every other player has been very justifiable, maybe uh, mm -hmm. give or take around. But yeah, William Nylander, his ADP is 64. But for next season, I think comfortably you could draft him in the mid middle to late round of uh, round four. I think 87 points and a 40 goal scorer in the middle of the sixth round, actually. Was it right for his value headed into last season? For sure, but it ended up being a steal, actually. Yeah. Uh, because he did have a really good offensive season. Almost 300 shots on net steal. The time on ice went up nicely. And you know what? This is just a really difficult situation in Toronto altogether. 
there are too many guys that play a similar style. This has been a broken record out of Toronto for a number of years, and they seemingly just keep throwing the same guys back out there. We're not here to talk about the Toronto situation, but I'm here for this William Nylander conversation because he, on the fantasy side of things, like you just said, Steele, he's earned more respect. He's got to move up yeah. the draft board and wherever he plays, because obviously his name is out there as a guy who might not be back in Toronto. 40 goal scorers, 90 point guys are not exactly all over the map for being able to draft. They are very rare to find. Yeah, 40 goal scorer, guys that can, again, well, this is the first time in his career that he's got 40 goals, um, mm -hmm. typically a 27, low 30 goal scorer throughout his career. He's only uh, scored 30 plus goals twice so far. But again, you see the progression in his game. You see the sure. speed, you see the stick handling, you see the quick shot. So, you know the goal scoring ability is there. Can he can he get back to forty next season? If he remains in Toronto, for sure. If he gets traded, because you know again, like his name has been circling around uh, on the trade rumor mill yep. over there. You never know, but William Nylander does deserve some more respect heading into next season's fantasy draft, and, and I think fourth very round, quickly. Steel fourth round is good. Sorry. 100%. And what I really also love, you hear me talk about these little things that I look at in a player situation when I'm getting really hype about them. He's going into a contract year. This yeah. is his final year in his deal before he becomes a UFA. $6.9 million. A guy like Willie, who you know has kind of had spurts and he really gets hot. I think with that contract on the line, you might see a little bit more from Willie this year. Going to secure the bag for the rest of his contract, right? He's about to enter his prime here. In his prime at 27 years old, this will be the biggest payday of his NHL career steal. Keep an eye on Willie because I expect, especially like you said, back in Toronto, 90 points from Willie. Could happen for sure. A guy who is very, very consistent, though, that is Connor Hellebuck of the Winnipeg Jets. As of yeah. right now, he is still a Jet, but not he too, long. also on the rumor mill, not for long. Uh, he, will, he won't be in Winnipeg for much mm -hmm. longer, but to me... I know we've talked about goalies a lot throughout the year and where typically you should draft them. For me, Connor Hellebuck might actually be the most overlooked and disrespected fantasy goalie in the hockey league right now. Consistently over the last six years, he's been a top five fantasy goalie and top right. two in the last two years. So there were, when I look back at our recap of our draft, there mm -hmm. were 11 goalies drafted before him in our league. There Whoa. should maybe only be two, two? or maybe yeah. three. Maybe yeah. three if you want to throw Soros or Ottinger in there now. But it should typically only be Vasilevsky or Shesterkin going above Hellebuck. Even mm -hmm. so, maybe Hellebuck should be going two ahead of those guys. This year, yeah. This, this year. And even so, as a goalie, he was top 25 in fantasy points amongst all player. He was second amongst all goalies. He was only behind Alexander beast. Gorgiev uh, for the top spot. So he's a beast of a player. If Hellebuck falls to me in the sixth round, that's just an absolute gift from God. I'm taking that every mm -hmm. single day. I would be very surprised. If he's still there by the end of the third round, I would mm -hmm. be shocked. I think this is also one of those scenarios, Steele. You know how sometimes, and we've talked about this, how guys playing really well in the postseason kind of boost their value for next season's draft. And you have to be yep. wary because we're not really sure what that short spurt of a good performance means for the long haul. Mm -hmm. Connor Hellebuck got shelled in the last few games of the postseason, and he really didn't look good. So that might 
for some GMs make them a little, that's the last thing they remember about him when it comes to like the newsreel and what you saw. So I think as a GM who really knows better, because I think we can both agree, he just played way too much during the regular season. He had to be the savior for this Winnipeg Jets team, basically the main reason why they were in the postseason. So he saw too much rubber and he was just burnt out. So what I'm trying to say is don't let the postseason fully affect your calls on the players coming up to the draft both ways, whether they played really well and you overreach or they didn't play well and you leave them be because I think Hellebuck, you and I can both agree, especially if he moves teams, he becomes, I have no problem making him my the first goalie off the board. No questions. But again, he's been one of the top fantasy goalies over the last five years, consistently top five, if not just top Just a good two. goalie and a gamer. Just a, just a consistent, great goaltender in the hockey mm-hmm. league right now. And like you said, keep your eyes on if he's to be traded. If he's going to a Stanley Cup contending team, that's a huge different difference maker in the crease. His numbers are solid every single year. You check them out. Again, maybe he doesn't get up to 64 games next year. Yeah. Plays yeah, a little less. So like because you said the exact same thing for Jake Ottinger. He just played way too many games over the last yeah. two seasons with the playoffs and, and the regular season as well. So yeah. if we see Hellebuck traded, keep an eye on where he goes to. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this. Typically, we're trying to stay away from drafting goalies within the first three rounds, but Hellebuck yep. might be one of those, uh, you know, exemptions where he slips by in the third round because he's just so good. 920 save percentage, 249 goals against, four shutouts, and yeah, 37 wins. I believe that paced the NHL. It must have. Um, at the end of the day, too, very quickly, because we're going to get to break right now. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about the rest of our list. Kreider, Johnny Hockey, Josh Norris, Thomas Shabbat. But... Connor Hellebuck is also, if you're mentioning that Ottinger point, because I totally agree, Hellebuck's got five years, I believe, on Ottinger, maybe at least four. So the fact that Connor Hellebuck is 30 and still doing his thing, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. We are not going anywhere anytime soon, except for to talk about our friends at Bird Dogs. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Look, at the end of the day, Bird dogs are just comfortable while they're bringing that swag. They make you look and feel good. The bird dog stretchy khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, giving you that sculpted look that you know all of the people out there love. It makes you look confident. It makes you look like you know what you're doing. They fit better than regular shorts, and they are made of a not they're made of the stiff restricting cotton and bird dogs fix the issue by inventing the cloud knit fabric that looks just like a khaki but stretches out to get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice the movement bird dogs uses the anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that honestly is magic like i said from the course to the clubhouse to the bar you got to be rocking these bird dogs. Steel and I have been loving our free swag. Steel's got multiple orders in for the bird dogs. You got to be checking them out all summer long. They're just so comfortable and fashionable. Make sure you head over to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on for a free Yeti style tumbler. That's it right there. Steel's flashing it. It's sexy. You want to take bird dogs. You won't want to take them off. We promise you. So make sure you're heading over to our friends at birddogs.com all summer long. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Please hit the subscribe, hit the follow button, follow us on your favorite podcast platform Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning is when you can find all of our episodes. And thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. 
we are going to talk about Josh Norris and Chris Kreider coming up towards the end of the episode. We've got Johnny Goudreau. I know it says Philip Forsberg on the graphic here, but it's actually Whoa. Thomas Chabot. That's my bad. That's oh, my that's bad. Okay. I left that one that's out there okay. for a little bit, but it will be Thomas Chabot at the end of the episode. But let's kick things off mm. with the New York Rangers forward and veteran mm. Chris Kreider, who, again, two years ago, dropped a 50 bomb for yeah. goals in the league. 52 and then piece. follows that 52 piece, 52 piece goal in the 2021 mm-hmm. 22 season. Mm-hmm. Career high 70, 70, uh, 77 points that year as well. Yep. Kind of regressed a little bit. I think we expected this, but Chris Kreider, mm-hmm. 20 less, 20 plus less points than the year prior. Yeah. And this is tricky because I don't want to take away from a guy. Steel that, in my opinion, is, you know, one of the best just solid all-around New York Rangers to ever do it. Yeah. And he has been a solid, you know, you can bank on him for that 45-point plateau. He's been a little over. He's been a little under most of his career. His peripherals are usually actually pretty good when it comes to hits. He comes with a little yeah. bit of pims. He does bring more than just the goal scoring. But I think, like we said last year, it was easy to predict a regression. There's no way this guy was going back to the 52-point plateau. But look, he's going to be 33 years old next year. He's played a lot of games in his career because he's been, you know, a very longevity kind of player. I'm just wary, Steele. That's what I'm trying to spit out here. Yeah, I think you drafted him a little bit early, in my opinion. Sixth round last year, I would have waited a little bit because I was expecting the regression. Is it egregious? No. I would have gone eighth, ninth round for Kreider. This year, I'm going 10th, 11th. Is he draftable? Yes, because he's going to get a lot of looks in the New York Rangers top six. So he's still definitely a draftable player now near the back half of the draft, in my opinion. Couldn't agree more with you. That's spot on with everything I have here in my notes. I think everyone just fell in love with the 52 piece again with a 50 goal season. But you look at the actual stats, you look deep into the numbers, 26 of those goals were on the power play. He scored 50% of them on the power play and his second best career high in the power play was 11. We just knew that wasn't going to happen again. Mm -hmm. I think again, people just fell in love with that and it proves it with his ADP. His, his average draft position last last season was 34.1. That's in the middle of the third round. That's way too early, way too high for Chris Kreider. We I saw agree. this coming. We didn't know how much of a, a regression it would be. The peripheral stats are good. Over 200 mm-hmm. shots, 24 mm-hmm. blocks, 120 hits. But yeah. they, they, too, also slightly decreased. His goals dropped. His assists dropped. Every stat pretty much dropped off a shots little bit. dropped. Shots, Shots dropped. dropped off. Everything dropped off for Chris Kreider. Yeah. So the, the regression was there. I think in our league, the sixth, third round is way too high. The sixth, mm. pound, the sixth round is still, for me, a little too mm-hmm. early. So I agree mm-hmm. with you. I think he drops to the 10th, maybe even the 11th round. And I think that's fair. And he's still bringing value. It's just this is what you have to assess. And, you know, yeah. I'm sure John Chick, I'm sure some Rangers fans might disagree but at the end of it all, that's where you have to separate that bias. And I'm a victim of it all the time, Steel. I look at my some of my picks. We're going to get to some of them on the later episodes. And like I mentioned on yesterday's episode, you have to separate your feelings for the player. Yeah. And you have to remember there's the on-ice success and what that player brings to what the team will do overall and what he will do and bring to your fantasy team. And the GMs that know that difference are usually the ones at the top of the table taking your money. 
Yeah, usually ha- that's usually how it goes uh, with uh, drafting these type of players. And a way that it went for this player and someone that mm. I actually drafted in a different fantasy league in my Yahoo fantasy league was Josh Norris of the Ottawa Senators. I drafted him. Uh, I-, I can't remember what round it was in that league, but in our fantasy hockey league, he was drafted 63rd overall. And obviously it was a very short-lived season for Josh mm. Norris, suffered mm. a shoulder injury rehab decided not yeah. to go uh you know the surgery route right away tried to rehab it for a couple months tried to make a comeback yeah. in late january and unfortunately re-injured his shoulder so then he had to undergo some surgery on that this one's very difficult for me just looking at his adp last year he was he was a 93.9 adp so that's the middle of the eighth round and I think his true value does lie maybe around the late stages of that eighth, eighth round or, you know, okay. in the ninth round. I think the sixth is just way too high, especially coming off an injury. I am very excited to see Josh Norris back mm. in a Senator's uniform um, playing with that top six. You yeah. know, I think it would have been a lot different. It would have been a lot different of a playoff series or a playoff uh, experience Ottawa was only six points back of a playoff spot. So if Norris was there the entire season, you never know if Ottawa is that one team yeah. to sneak in there. Could have been an entirely different story mm-hmm. this postseason. But uh, yeah, Josh Norris coming back from injury. Where do you think he lands? Yeah, in terms of his draft position last year, I was, you know how high I am on Josh Norris. Was it a little bit premature Perhaps by a round or two. I don't think, again, it was like totally awful because, yes, he was banged up in the year previous. But when he was, you know, it was, I think it was his finger or hand, right? It was a bit of a rough one. Yeah. Then this year it was the shoulder a couple of times. So in terms of where he was drafted last year in our league, sixth round, seventh round, that area, I was kind of okay with it because you know how much I like this player. And 93 points in 133 NHL games. We got to be paying attention to what's going on with this guy. He was the fourth in Calder voting three years ago. The health is an issue steal. And this is the question I'm trying to cop out a little bit by preambling it here. So I can keep thinking about what you do with Josh Norris because those were serious. That's a serious shoulder injury. But the fact that he's also surrounded by so much talent, if he was going yeah. back to a situation where he's off the injury, the confidence is down, his game, mm-hmm. you know, comfort is down. I might be more wary. I'm actually willing to take a risk on Josh Norris right around where you were mentioning. I'm willing to take a risk because if he is healthy, he's going to be beast. He's that good. I'm going to say eighth round. I'm definitely going to start taking a look at Josh Norris. I I think right around there, eighth, ninth round is when you should be. I know, I know you're very high on Drake Batherson as well. Good teammate and good buddy of his. And I'm taking him uh, higher. Any, any, any any type of Ottawa senators in the top six, again, um, Claude Giroux, Brady, Brady Kachuk's pretty much uh, a borderline first 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 round pick. Yeah. Borderline first rounder. He's right there. Uh, His brother's obviously a first rounder after the season he just had, but for Brady sure. Kachuk, Claude Giroux, Drake Batherson, Josh Norris, Thomas Shabbat, who we're going to be talking about very, very shortly. Mm-hmm. These are all guys who, to me, very easy. Uh, maybe we'll get to Thomas Shabbat, but those are the, the, the top six forward guys are guys that you are draftable in the top eight rounds of the fantasy hockey league. We are For going sure. to get, we are going to get to Thomas Shabbat, another Ottawa Senator player drafted in this sixth round, kick things off with, 
Johnny Hockey, Johnny Goudreau drafted 62nd overall mm-hmm. in our fantasy hockey league. But mm-hmm. this episode is brought to one of uh, brought to you by one of our favorite sponsors on the show, and that's Game Time. I literally use this app every single time I'm looking for sporting event tickets. Buying tickets to your favorite sporting event doesn't need to be stressful. That's why I use this Game Time app. This weekend, for example, I'm going to another BC Lions game. Saw the season opener. They absolutely smoked the Edmonton Elks. 22-0, shut them out. It was a great experience, and so was game time. So I just hopped on the game time app and easily purchased my tickets with no hassle. It's the fastest and easiest way to purchase your tickets for any event, though. Not just sports, looking for music, comedy, and theater shows, anything near you. Tickets will, will be emailed right to your phone. And even if you're looking for those spontaneous adventures, Game Time has flash deals on last-minute tickets right up to the start time. They're easy to find and even let you preview the seat images before you purchase. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason, and the tickets are sent directly to your phone so you won't have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code locked on NHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Don't forget, we are free and available on your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate all the love and support you show us. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to need some support after <laughs> talking about this pick that I made. In the sixth round, this was my draft pick in the sixth round. Johnny Goudreau, yep. 67, 62nd overall flip. Mm-hmm. And now that I looked at his ADP, I don't feel so bad anymore about drafting him in the sixth because his ADP was yeah. 23.5. He was being taken in the later stages of the second, maybe early third, third round, which mm-hmm. after the season he had going, you know, going choosing Columbus to be the team that he wants to play for. I'm not sure why people were drafting him that high. Well, maybe because he put up 115 points the year before, and this goes right in the same vein of what we were just talking about. Yep. Be wary of what the pre, the season before his performance, and the postseason's performance does to inflate or deflate players' values. This is exhibit A right here, Johnny Goudreau. Maybe that was it, Steele. But I'm going to hit you with this take. Because last year, I understand that you're like, uh, I would be cheese too. Took him a little bit too early. Pretty disappointing season. Mind you, 74 points is nothing to fully shake a stick at. Minus 33 on the team that was that bad and that injured. Honestly, I think that could be minus 103. Considering he he did almost log 20 minutes of ice time per night. And you're not drafting Johnny Goudreau for any peripheral value. We know this. We're not here to talk about that. But I'm going to talk about this. Some of these young pieces in Columbus, Marchenko, Johnson, uh, Roslovich, Sillinger, even underrated Liam Foodie. They have some pieces coming up. If this team stays healthy, Boone Jenner being Maine, Patrick Line, of course. I think if that line stays together, Steele, I don't know about the Columbus Blue Jackets overall, but I think that line can be very effective. I think, I think there are some... You know, a few there are a few good pieces on the team. Uh, and again, you mentioned it right there that they, they were one of the top three teams in the NHL that just struggled with uh, games lost to injuries throughout the entire year. So, like you said, 
he still had a good season with everything, you know, all things considered, but the amount of games that his teammates missed uh, and going to a new team, going from Calgary to Columbus, still a good season. 21 goals, 74 fantasy wise. Yeah. Fantasy wise, fantasy wise, still a good season. 21 goals, 74 points. I think he bounces back. That's what I'm feeling. I, I don't know about that. See, I, I remember drafting him and I remember sh- like saying out loud that like I'm taking a chance on this player and I, I, I do believe I reached on him just a little bit. I think I took him too early in our draft and we knew that his fantasy Maybe, value yeah. was going to drop going from Calgary to Columbus. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he bounces back in that type of way. I can see him either remaining the same. I could definitely see him putting up the same stats, but I'm just looking at a fantasy standpoint. Two years ago, with again, with Calgary, he was the 16th best fantasy hockey player that season. Last year, he was 124th. And again, I understand Patrick Laine was injured. Boone Jenner was injured. Wierenski was injured. The team was, the team was uh, really bad. But to me, if you're drafting him any higher than round eight, I'm good luck, goodbye, because I, I just don't think that's a good pick. Nine or ten or later, and you can get Goudreau, though, and things go right. And, you know, those are ifs. Those are caveats. I think I'm just, this is one of those ones that I know other GMs are going to sleep on. That's where I'm looking at this. I think he's going to drop. And he should, because what you're saying is also accurate. I just think if he drops too far, we're going to be on this kind of show next year going, slept on (laughs) Goudreau. Because let's not forget, he is an elite offensive talent. Is his game a little one-sided? Does he need a little help from his line mates? For sure. But look at what he can do when there's a line mate on his wing that stays healthy in Calgary. Like Matthew Kachuk, there's not many like him. But Patrick Laine brings a wrinkle. Boone Jenner does too. And I think, you know, this is one of those situations, still where I want to bet you on the point total. I'm going to say over <laughs> 80 and a half points. He finishes with 81, 82, 83. We'll talk about some side bets as we get closer to the year. But let's get into... Mr. Thomas Shabbat, I'll throw it over to you. Thomas Shabbat, the 61st overall pick in our fantasy hockey draft. The first overall pick in this sixth round. Finished with 11 goals, 41 points in 68 games. Another guy who struggles or str- yeah, struggles with injuries throughout his career so far. Yeah. ADP, yep. his average draft position is 112, which is, which is round 10. I think, again, looking at him both from a hockey standpoint and a fantasy hockey standpoint, the 61st mm-hmm. overall is just way too high in my – not way too high, but it's too high. I think It's a little early. It's a little early. This might be a player to draft a little bit earlier than 112, what his ADP is at right now. I have mm-hmm. him sitting at like 99th or the 100th pick in the draft. I think that's the mm-hmm. most appropriate spot for Thomas Shabbat because mm-hmm. I still think he's working on trying to be that number one defenseman, and he can be. There's The potential is there. We've seen it. But, again, uh, let me just pull up the stats real quick. I got it right here. Yeah, I think over his career, he's struggled with injuries so far. I think yeah, he hasn't played a full season. The Ottawa, the Ottawa Senators are now at a point where if he remains healthy, he's got the talent up front in the top six group. The power play looks mm-hmm. very, very good, both the first and the second power play unit. Yeah. I could see him getting up to 55 points, maybe 60 next year if he plays – an almost full 82 game season because Agreed. of the guys that he's surrounded by. Again, I just think he's, he's, he's missing one thing to get him to that next level. The injury factor is number one. I think what really hurt him last year in terms of, you know, 41 points, that's still valuable. 
123 blocks. His game on that end of the ice is rounding out. And I think that's where it hurt his offensive value steal because yeah. we know he can bring it in the offensive end. He had to be too responsible for this Ottawa team. Both goalies get hurt. The top six is in flux. The bottom six was in flux. They had a number of injuries to key pieces. I believe Artem Zub was out for a little while. Jake Sanderson is another name to watch. I really like yeah. Jake Sanderson's game. But Shabbat, I think, was a victim of, aside from being banged up, I think he had to shoulder too much responsibility. And there was just too many things working against the Ottawa Senators this year, on the ice, off the ice, or what have you. It just wasn't their year we know the talent is there, and the talent is there with Thomas Shabbat. I'm not ready to give up on this guy even close. This is just, again, one of those cases where I think some guys are going to sleep on Thomas Shabbat. I'm with you on where you got to take him, but I think 60 points is well within this guy's reach. And if he puts up 55 and 70 in 2019, I think we're not far off the mark either. Yeah, I don't think we're far off the mark. I think there's definitely. I think I think you're right though. It, it, again, it's the same. The same with Josh Norris. I'm just with these two Ottawa Senator guys. I'm finding mm. it really hard where to place them because I know where I, I know where I would take Brady Kachuk. I know mm. where I would take Drake Batherson or Claude Giroux because Claude Giroux yeah. is actually a keeper of mine in my Yahoo fantasy league. Oh, both weird Josh that you mentioned Claude Giroux steal because we have a little Claude Giroux giveaway coming up. We'll allude to that in a second. We do have a Claude Giroux uh, giveaway coming up this offseason, so make sure you're staying tuned for everything Flip will mention soon. But yeah, Thomas mm-hmm. Shabbat and Josh Norris are just two Senator players that I'm having a little difficulty trying to place. I, I feel a lot. I feel confident with uh, placing Thomas Shabbat at the 99th or 100th overall pick in the fantasy draft. But with Josh Norris coming off this injury, it's a little bit more difficult. Most definitely. And also, defensemen are a little bit harder to come by They're when tricky. it comes to... They're tricky. Very tricky. So I actually, I very much love Thomas Shabbat. I think there's still a ton of value here. Let's be careful about where you take him. Claude Giroux, sign puck giveaway for our next batch of subscribers. We're pushing all the way to 1,000. We're going to have a draw for a certified Claude Giroux signed puck. If you're a Claude Giroux fan, you're a Philly fan, you're an Ottawa Senators fan, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow on Twitter, and we will be having a draw for a Claude Giroux signed puck, and we'll be shipping it out ahead of the season. So make sure, if you're listening, subscribe, drop us a five-star review, and make sure you're following on Twitter. When do you think, Flip? August, late August, maybe early September when the preseason starts? I'm thinking time for a little gift. I'm thinking September 1. We'll run it from now to September 1, right up until where training camps are starting to get heavy. When that kicks off, we'll give away a puck. And I think we're going to start working on some more giveaway steals, some more special guests. We got off-season content up the wazoo, so make sure you're tuned and tapped into the show all summer long. Yeah, and we're gonna have to see how many play, how many people want to join this fantasy hockey league of ours hey. as well. Just done our first year, heading into our second. We might have two or three fantasy leagues going on, depending hey. on how many people want to be a part of it. We'll see how many Let's we can squeeze go. into one league. But we're very, very excited about this offseason. The NHL draft coming up very shortly in a few weeks from now in Nashville. So make sure you're staying tuned for that. And thank you so much for making the locked on. Fantasy Hockey Podcast, your first listen every single day. Make sure you're tuning in Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning Eastern time is when you can find our episodes. And thank you all all so much for all the support and for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your summer bets out there. 
and we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.